Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual.
Home 13 on us for every customer. Current, new, everyone to show the love. Phenomenal. See, this is the difference between Black Star Network and Black-owned media and something like CNN. You can't be Black-owned media and be skate. It's time to be smart. Bring your eyeballs home. You dig? Today is Wednesday, June 15, 2022. Roland Martin Unfiltered, broadcasting live on the final day of the UNCF Unite 2022 uh, Summit of Black Higher Education. We are here coming up on today's show. We will hear from the president of Morehouse. He talks about taking over, not being a Morehouse man, and he addresses the controversy of hiring a white woman to be to run communications there at Morehouse. It's been a lot of drama. He speaks on it for the very first time. Also in our Tech Talk segment, we're talking about a new platform with the UNCF called UNCFV. It is their online portal that is going to advance the issue of online education for historically black colleges and universities. Also today, the white domestic terrorist who killed 10 black people in Buffalo has been indicted uh, on multiple federal hate crime charges. Speaking of white domestic terrorists, a congressman is shown on video escorting folks around the Capitol the day before the January 6th, uh, course, uh, insurrection. It wasn't a normal tour. It was not even in the pathway of where they normally have tours. Trust me, y'all don't want to miss uh, this video as well. Also today in the hearing uh, dealing with the issue of gun control, GOP lawmakers, well, they show their asses again when it comes to gun safety measures in America. Also, last night there were elections uh, in various places. Congressman Jim Clyburn crushed his opposition 90 to 10 Y'all might want to lead an A to your black man alone, I'm just saying. Uh, we'll also talk about how Republicans in New Mexico are not trying to certify the election results for the Democratic nominee, the Secretary of State. I warned y'all about these people. Hashtag, we tried to tell you. Also, uh, on today's show, we'll continue our discussion with fathers uh, who are focused on the Poor People's March taking place on Saturday in the nation's capital. We'll be broadcasting right here on the Black Star Network. All right, folks, it is time to bring the funk on Roland Martin Unfiltered on the Black Star Network. Let's go. He's got it. Whatever the miss, he's on it. Whatever it is, he's got the scoop, the fact, the find. And when it breaks, he's right on time. And it's rolling. Best believe he's knowing. Putting it down from sports to news to politics. With entertainment just for kicks, he's rolling. Yeah, it's on go, go, roll, y'all. Yeah, yeah, it's rolling, Martin. Yeah, 
Folks, the white domestic terrorist who killed 10 black people at a grocery store in Buffalo, New York, has been indicted on multiple federal hate crime charges. This follows, of course, uh, the uh, indictments uh, in state court. Uh, these new charges include 10 counts of hate crime resulting in death, three counts of hate crime involving bodily injury, 10 counts uh, use of a firearm to commit murder during uh, and in relation to a violent crime, three counts use and discharge of a firearm during a violent crime, first degree domestic terrorism, 10 counts of first degree um, uh, 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 first degree uh, murder as well, and then charges go on and on and on. Uh, and uh, this shows you uh, that, uh, of course, prosecutors are, are not playing around when it comes to uh, hitting him with every potential uh, charge uh, possible. Uh, I want to uh, bring up uh, my panel right now uh, to talk about uh, this as well as to discuss uh, other uh, stories today. Glad to have. Uh, uh, folks uh, on the show with me here, Benjamin Dixon, of course, uh, journalist, has his own digital show, joins me here in Atlanta. Glad to have uh, Ben here. Uh, we have uh, A. Scott Bolden, the former chair of the National Bar Association, uh, lawyer there in Washington, D.C., Robert Patillo. He is the executive director of the Rainbow Push Coalition Peach Tree Street Project uh, from Atlanta. Uh, where are you at? You in Chicago today? No, I'm in Atlanta. Y'all ain't telling me I would have came down. <laughs> no, that's a lie. You know, doggone we told you to bring your behind down here. Don't even front, Robert. Don't even front. Hey, Robert, okay. he you. He know you're based in Atlanta. He just didn't want you. No, he know that. No, no, no. I would no. I was told Robert was in Chicago, so he I'm could Chicago host from the show week. from Atlanta. I was supposed. I was supposed I was supposed to be uh, in Philadelphia today for Ada LaVerse's 80th birthday party. That was a family emergency. Uh, the party got canceled, so I decided to stay. Because then, when Robert said he couldn't host, then Ben Ben uh, uh, said uh, he could actually do it. And so, since uh, I didn't go to Philly, I I'm here as well. So Robert, stop front. I think you're trying to hide from somebody. Don't even front. All right, uh, let's uh, let's let's just get right to it. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh, Robert tried to tell somebody he's somewhere when he really still in Atlanta. I got you. All right, bill collectors chasing. All right, let's talk about uh, these charges. You know, Scott, early on, there were all of these people who who lost their minds when initially prosecutors uh, indicted uh, this uh, white domestic terrorist on on one charge of murder. And I kept telling people, can y'all just breathe? I mean, that was just the initial indictment. We're now seeing. You get the state uh, state indictments. Now you have these federal indictments against these white domestic terrorists. Yeah, you know, uh, most people forget about this, a speedy trial piece that you have to meet, not at trial per se, but you also have to indict him within a certain period of time. And when it's a mass shooting, it takes time to gather evidence and to meet with all the investigators and to walk the scene. So uh, indicting them on one charge, that, and you're absolutely... Absolutely right about that. There were going to be other charges. Now he's got state charges and federal charges. It'll be interesting to see, because you always ask me this question, who's going to go first, Scott? And there's no hard or fast rule. The uh, state and the law enforcement and federal law enforcement will get together and figure out which one's going to go first. Usually the state goes first, and then they wind the defendants wind up pleading to the federal charges. So we'll have to see how that all pans out. Uh, and, Robert, remember, uh, in the Amar Arbery uh, trial, the state went first, and then the feds went second. Same thing happened uh, in the uh, Derek Chauvin case uh, in uh, Minneapolis. 
Uh, absolutely. And even the uh, the Walter Scott shooting in uh, South Carolina, they do the state level charges. Uh, once you uh, once there's conviction for that, often they plea as Scott said to the federal charges. And I think what's important here is understanding the importance of having a functioning justice department for once. Just remember what the justice department was under Jeff Sessions. For all the people who say, well, why do we vote? Why does it matter whether or not we vote? Why does it matter who's in federal office? When Jeff Sessions was the attorney general, they went spent more time going after cases of uh, white discrimination uh, rather than prosecuting civil rights violations. Having an actual functioning Justice Department now where we can actually count on federal charges in cases like this is a very important backstop, particularly when there are local prejudices and you're uncertain whether or not you can get a conviction on the state and local level. Uh, having that federal backstop is very important. I think what's, uh, what should the family needs to know is that the full weight of the federal government is be behind them, is supporting this prosecution. And regardless of what happens on the state level, this individual will never see the light of day again for the rest of his life. Or the death penalty, for that matter. Uh, and, we and, and, about that and that and that being really is, um, you know, something that, that is important, because when, when we look at these uh, stories, when we look at these uh, cases, I mean, African-Americans want to ensure there's going to be justice uh, that is served, uh, and uh, and we, again, we see the difference when you have Democrats running the Department of Justice compared to Republicans, uh, and we also see how people are responding to white domestic terrorism. Yeah, absolutely, Roland. One of the things that stands out to me the most about this is the fact that the the motions of justice they they are in motion. However, the thing that this this shooter did was to make a manifesto saying that he would be taken alive, that it would work out exactly the way that he thought it would be. So while this is a victory, we need these hate crime charges. We have to have to keep an eye on the ball that this guy is really, there is a movement here. There's a movement here of people who want to harm black people. And I think they need to go the distance with this trial. So, so this is a, again, when, when, when you look at the, the, this case here, for all of these people out here, again, who kept talking about, oh, when we're going to see an anti-black, you know, we're not seeing a response to uh, black hatred. No, you're seeing it in this case here. And let me remind people, a week after uh, the shooting, the House actually passed a bill dealing with uh, domestic terrorism. Uh, the Senate uh, is actually blocked. It was blocked 47 to 47. Uh, they will not break the filibuster for it. So th there has been a response to this terror attack against black people. That actually has happened, Scott. Yeah, but, but you know, Roland, what's interesting is everyone will come together and on a bipartisan basis, but it has to be a heinous crime. They don't get, people that don't look like you and me don't get the everyday racism and police brutality that black and brown people go through. They can understand George Floyd. They can understand the New York mass shooting, and they'll say, okay, we got to do something about that. But the everyday just misses them as well as their constituents. The other question, has to be, I think, is fair, is how does this defendant get taken alive, right? I'm not going to compare whether they should have been killed or not. But it begs the question, because whether the federal government is going to implement the death penalty or not will be one of the three decisions law enforcement has to make, or at least the prosecutors. One, is the state going to go first? Are the feds going to go first? And by the way, regardless of who goes first, are you going to ask for the death penalty or not? We've seen some reports where the families of the victims have been urging law enforcement, at least, at least in a couple of reports I saw, that they didn't want them to seek the death penalty, but it, on, in the end, the feds and the state will take the family's 
views of the world on this into consideration. But if there was ever a case that merited this type of um, uh, a criminal prosecution and, and death sentence, in my opinion, right, uh, and I'm an anti-death penalty, this would be one that I wouldn't object to, if you will. And so we'll have to see how that plays out. There'll be great debate about that once this uh, defendant is uh, convicted. And, and Roland, I think also it's important uh, today, that people need to... Yeah, Robert, go ahead. Well, I was going to say the other thing that people need to look at is uh, how the FBI and how the Department of Homeland Security uh, investigate the terrorist network that he was potentially a part of. Uh, we still haven't figured out how exactly an 18-year-old from humble means uh, was able to purchase level four body armor, uh, ballistic helmet, mm -hmm. uh, filming equipment, uh, ammunition, rifles, those sorts of things, and, and also the length of his manifesto to people he was chatting with online. The question is how deep does this go and what network would you connect to what we just saw uh, last week? 30 people in the U-Haul arrested in Idaho headed to the Pride Parade. Uh, those same people they uh, have found out are fighting over in Ukraine with the Azov Battalion because that's how deep these networks of white supremacists uh, uh, are attached to around the world. So let's not just take this as just a lone wolf, uh, mentally disturbed young person they try to write it off as. We need to figure out how far this goes because the fact, uh, just look at what happened to us when we did not take the first attack on the World Trade Center seriously. They came back later with 9-11. Let's not just write off these yeah. uh, one-off attacks as if they're not going to come back later with more people after they learn from this event. Uh, well, folks, uh, today, uh, Attorney General Merrick Garland, he visited uh, the, the uh, Mitchell Memorial that has been at that Topps grocery store, and he talked about uh, the, what Department of Justice was going to do to ensure uh, justice uh, is served in this case. In the days and weeks since the attack, we have all witnessed the strength of this community's bonds, its resilience, and its love. I am humbled to have just felt that firsthand in my discussions with the families. Hate-fueled acts of violence terrorize not only the individuals who are all attacked, but entire communities. Hate brings immediate devastation, and it inflicts lasting fear. At the Justice Department, we view confronting hate crimes as both our legal and our moral obligation. The Justice Department was founded more than 150 years ago with the first principal task of protecting black Americans and our democracy from white supremacist violence. Today, we approach that task with the same degree of urgency as we did then. We fully recognize the threat that hatred and violent extremism pose to the safety of the American people and American democracy. We will be relentless in our efforts to combat hate crimes, to support the communities terrorized by them, and to hold accountable those who perpetrate them. No one in this country should have to live in fear that they will go to work or shop at a grocery store and will be attacked by someone who hates them because of the color of their skin. Someone who commits that act because he subscribes to the vile theory that only people like him belong in this country. And no one in this country should have to bury a loved one because of such hate. 
Uh, of course, uh, Peyton Gendron is that white domestic terrorist uh, who has been charged in uh, this particular case. Now let's talk about those other white domestic terrorists uh, who stormed the Capitol on January 6th because they were angry that black folks uh, voted in significant numbers in the 2020 election. Uh, the January 6th committee today, folks, released this video showing a Republican uh, who was, of course, uh, moving, uh, uh, giving people a tour. But this was not a regular tour. Uh, they were He was taking them in places where people normally do not go. And essentially what the committee is suggesting is that this was a scoping mission. This was a uh, news information gathering mission. And you see how they were taking photos. Wait until you watch this video. Now you understand how there are insiders, sitting members of Congress, who were in cahoots with these white domestic terrorists. They are still in power. Watch this. It has begun here at the Washington Monument, Washington, D.C. Say hello to Facebook. Hey, what's going on, man? Glad this to be a, here, bro. This is our fearless leader. Hey, baby. Check out my flag I made, guys. See it? There you go, baby. <laughs> That's for a certain person. That's right. That's for somebody, somebody special. Somebody special. <laughs> We are basically at the Capitol. We're probably close to two million true American patriots. They are swarming and converging, mainly from Constitution Avenue, but from all routes in. There's no escape, Pelosi, Schumer, Nadler, we're coming for you. We're coming in like white on rice for Pelosi, Nadler, Schumer, even you, AOC. We're coming to take you out. We'll pull you out by your hairs. How about that, Pelosi? Go. Might as well make yourself another appointment. I'll get done with you. You're going to need a shine up on top of that bald head. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. You said ten. Um, you 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 see that you see that Ben, and and you see um, um, what what transpired there. You you, you see uh, the actions uh, of uh, this member of Congress. Uh, again, uh, folks have been talking uh, about this in a significant way uh, about uh, Congressman Lauterbach. Now, here's what's interesting. He previously said. Uh, in numerous times that he did not give any tours to anybody. Well, the video sort of contradicts what he had to say. And so today he finally admitted that, well, he did give some tours after previously saying that he did not. Um, you had on that particular day, uh, Congressman, uh, Bobert, who was tweeting the positions of the speaker of the house. That's right. Well, they were trying to move out for her for her safety. I keep telling people, if you allow Republicans to win control of the House in November, 
you are letting these white domestic terrorists stay in power and be in the majority. That's right. Roland, there is, there's really no way to mince words here. There is a mass conspiracy being led by the Republican Party to take over this government. And we see it happening every day in these hearings. We're seeing the truth. Now, I wish we would have seen some of this footage a long time ago, particularly this footage. We, we should have seen this as soon as we could have. Uh, I felt like it came out a little too late, but we have it now. And we see all of these Congress people who are complicit with the coup. I think they need to be put out of power. They need to be held accountable. If there are charges that can be charged, they need to be charged with it. Because let's be real, had this been a left-leaning or anything that was remotely progressive and definitely anything black, they would have had us all in jail by now. Oh, oh, look. I I can guarantee you right now, Ben, that if there was, uh, if you had um, Congresswoman Ayanna Presley, if you had uh, uh, Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee, if you had uh, any of them... Uh, uh, giving tours um, uh, to members of Black Lives Matter. If you had them giving tours to Tamika Mallory, Linda Sarsour, uh, and, oh, I can guarantee you there would be a totally different response if Republicans were in control that actually happened. Absolutely. And, and it goes to the same thing. If we had showed up on the steps of the Capitol with anything but a sandwich, they would have laid waste to us right there. And we're seeing this. And a sandwich could not even be an aluminum uh, foil. Right. <laughs> exactly, right? So we, we see the disparity of what white mediocrity, I refuse to call it white supremacy, what white mediocrity can get away with. They are the barbarians at their own gate. The very thing that destroyed the Roman Empire is not only on the outside of the Capitol, but it's also on the inside of the Capitol with some complicit Congress people. Uh, Robert, again, when you see the video and then when you see uh, what we keep hearing, when you see uh, uh, them uh, calling out more members. Now you have Republicans who are claiming, oh, no, 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 I wasn't trying to seek a pardon from Donald Trump. Mm, now you're lying. Uh, again, they are being exposed for who they are, but I, I keep telling our people, don't play games with this come November. The You had last night in Texas a, a QAnon posting woman win a special election, uh, a, a Mexican-American Republican wins a seat. This person is t posting QAnon crap uh, on, on her social media. Really? These are the well, kind look, of people who could be in power in January. Uh, well, taking the, the analogy to the fall of the Roman Empire a step further, remember the reason that Alaric had such an easy time storming Rome was because they had barbarians on the inside. For centuries beforehand, they started bringing in Gauls and Visigoths and Gauls into the uh, uh, into both the Senate and into the Roman military, so they opened the gate for them to come in. It wasn't an overthrow. It was simply them being invited in. We saw the exact same thing at the Capitol when the gates were opened by the Capitol Police and by the uh, law enforcement there. We're seeing the exact same thing currently. Uh, with Republicans saying, well, why didn't you put Jim Jordan or Marjorie Taylor Greene on the uh, January 6th commission? This is why, because they're suspects in this. You're not going to put these suspects on the jury for the crime. And I think that the fact that the uh, January 6th committee had said they're not going to make criminal um, recommendations, I think that is a mistake. I think we need to be finding out not just about Donald Trump. Donald Trump is a symptom. Uh, you have to get the actual uh, uh, vex or the actual virus out of the system. You have to get the sickness out of uh, Donald 
Donald Trump is just a symptom of what these people are doing. They've now surpassed Trump and um, their vitriol towards America. He was simply the um, the iconoclastic figure around all this. But if you look at the Lone Berbers, the Matt Gateses of the world, uh, the Josh Hawleys in the Senate, the Ted Cruz's out there, these people can pose an existential threat to the future of this union uh, going forward. We saw similar things before the Civil War when you had Confederate sympathizers in the uh, not just in the Senate, in the House, but also in the White House as Vice President Andrew Johnson. So we have to make sure we are rooting these people out and not simply treating them as, um, as the coach of the Washington uh, commander said, uh, a little dust up. This was an attempt to overthrow the Constitution, overthrow the government. They're going to come back. We have to be ready next time. Yeah. Yeah. No, no question about uh, that. Bro. Scott, today, Scott, 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 I, I got this. Hold on. Today, uh, you had uh, the crazy Republicans. It's really the whole party, but the truly crazy Republicans hold a news conference where they were whining and complaining about how Republicans were being treated and how grossly unfair this is. Well, we went through justice for George Floyd, justice for him. But we don't see any justice for these people that went into the Capitol. None. Do you want to know how they're treated? I'll tell you what I saw. I saw men in that D.C. jail that hadn't had a haircut, hadn't, couldn't shave. They were filthy, dirty, and disgusting. They looked extremely unhealthy because, you know what, they can choose between going outside for maybe an hour a day or calling their family. American citizens are being held for offenses related to January 6th, and some of these individuals have not been convicted of anything. They are being held pre-trial with no bail being offered, and the DOJ, listen to me, the DOJ continues to treat these individuals like one would expect of a convicted terrorist. Folks, this is not North Korea. This is not Guantanamo Bay. This is happening two miles, two miles from where we are standing. It is happening in that jail, one of the most foul and unsanitary detention centers in the country. <laughs> Welcome to Black America. Welcome to Black America. <laughs> and then the question is, you should ask him if he had a chance to exchange his life and be black, would he choose to be black versus white? <laughs> It is what black America and young black men and women experience every day. Shame on the system for housing sedationists and housing uh, uh, people who attacked the Capitol <laughs> and, and, and tried to overthrow the government and bar uh, democracy from moving forward and the transfer of political power. Are you crazy? You should be held. You shouldn't get any time, but 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 bro, let me let me say this to you. Um, that's just that's batshit crazy stuff right there. You know, I don't know why the press even covers it. But but if you have racial hatred in this country, and you fear 2043, you have a place to go. There are tens of thousands of groups where you can go and be supported, nurtured, and even be armed by those groups. That's what's scary. You know what else is scary, Roland? You know I love breaking down these videos when I'm on here with you. The video didn't have any um, any sound to it, but you could tell what was going on, right? They were they were not only scouting, but the pictures they were taking 
for security, stairways. They were taking pictures, uh, uh, pictures of stairways and hallways so that they could remember and study them because the attack was going to happen the next day. Mm -hmm. And look at the congressman. He's taking a, that's a security stand right there. Right there in the Capitol is a security stand, and they're taking pictures of it. There's another group. They just back up so he can take pictures of another hallway and another set of stairs. Look at the congressman. He's pointing out that's a security station right there. And while he's doing that, they're taking pictures elsewhere. Now he's bringing him down through another security hallway. Look at that. He's bringing him down by there. Now, if I go to the Capitol and I give a tour to my constituents, right, I'm looking at all the monuments and the great halls and so forth and so on. I'm not in any, in any security hallways. I'm not letting people take... Why would you take pictures in the Capitol other than of bust or pictures or with the congressman or other congresspersons? Why would I walk off to the side and take a picture of a hallway while the congressman's there either being distracted or otherwise? And lastly, whether Lauder Milk was... The congressman was duped or not, he allowed himself to be duped. Because at some point, he's got to know they're taking pictures of all these things that are, would essentially be non-essential pictures, but they're essential if you're going to come back and attack the Capitol. You couple that with the video that you ran before outside the Capitol and all the things that they said. Why shouldn't we believe that they were going to drag AOC out or Pelosi out or Schumer out? I mean, it's a story that's got a lot of facts to support it. This is, <clears throat> excuse me, this is dangerous. This is very, very dangerous. <laughs> to the point that Marjorie Taylor Greene was making, it's interesting that these are the exact same people who oppose any form of criminal justice reform. They oppose bail reform. They oppose sentencing reform. They oppose uh, breaking down the criminal uh, industrial complex. They oppose humane conditions in U.S. jails. They oppose closing Guantanamo Bay. <laughs> but the minute that is their people locked up, the minute that is their MAGA ins uh, insurrectionists who actually have to deal with the same conditions that black and brown people have been dealing with for the last 400 years in this country, all of a sudden they are outraged. Uh, oh my God, they can't they can't shave. They aren't being well fed. Look, if you spent the night in the Fulton County Jail at any point in time in your life, you know that that, that is a mild night there comparatively to what they're talking about. So I, I think that this might be the place where you pull these people together and say, look, I will agree with you on the conditions of the jail. Let's put together a criminal justice reform bill so that we change that for everybody, not just for your white insurrectionists who are now experiencing the same system that everybody else is experiencing right now. Ben, I'm sitting Scott, hold on. Scott, Scott, hold on. Scott, hold on. Damn. Hey man, I'm geeked today. I'm pumped up today. Oh my god. Uh, ben, hey, 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 hey. I done told you three times now. What kills me, Ben, I'm sitting there, oh, my God, the conditions are horrible. They can't shave. They can't get a haircut. They're only outside once hour a day. <laughs> they're in jail. They're in, they're in federal detention. Yeah. Uh, that's what jail is. I mean, you don't get to walk around like you're on the outside. You committed heinous acts. Right. That, that that that's what it is. So to, to, to Robert's point, uh, you know, you know, Kristen Clark and her civil rights division—they've been going after, uh, indicting, <laughs> prosecuting, and jailing corrections officers for the treatment of prisoners. I, I would love to see these Republicans 
uh, staying with them when it comes to that. But no, they're whining about their little insurrectionists. Yeah, yeah. Um, as it pertains to the conditions of all these insurrectionists, my question is, did they die? Because Khalif Browder died, right? Because of all the boys who are dying. Over a backpack. Alle allegedly stealing a backpack. Right. Not an insurrection. Not a treason. Like, you know, it's funny what they consider treason. Pastor Mark Burns is trying to categorize being a gay or lesbian as treason. But actual treason took place on January 6th. And if they are interested in carrying out the actual punishment for treason, Mark Burns is recommending death, that is the type of punishment that is associated with treason. Now, if they're worried about the living conditions at jail in the jailhouse, we will stand with them. But I have a, I have a feeling that Marjorie Neanderthal Green will not be be standing with us to fight against the criminality of this prison industrial complex because she really, and, and I'm sorry, I, they are getting a little too cavalier with the names of our martyrs. Just to hear her say George Floyd, when I know without a shadow of a doubt that there's something giddy in her, gets happy when she could throw that in our faces, um, the barbarian is really showing. Uh, I got to take a break. We come back. Uh, I got to discuss y'all this Washington Post story that shows you how crazy and deranged they were trying, how they were trying to use the Department of Justice. Folks, when I get see, read you these details, again, hashtag we tried to tell you. And for every single one of these so-called respectable Republicans, James Baker, Ari Fleischer, Chris Christie, on and on. They literally campaigned and they wanted this man, Jack Nicholas. They wanted this man back in power. Wait until wait until I break down for you the Washington Post story on how these people tried to use every mechanism in the Department of Justice, illegal efforts to steal this election. None of these people not those who were involved, not those who supported it, should ever be allowed to be near public office. I'll break it down next on Roland Martin Unfiltered on the Black Star Network. Verizon just gave us all a brand new iPhone 13. We've been customers for years. I thought new phones were for new customers. We got iPhone 13s too, switched to Verizon two minutes ago. Ours were busted and we still got a shiny new one. Check it out. So wait, everybody gets the same great deal. I think that's the point. iPhone 13 on us for every customer, current, new, everyone on any unlimited plan, starting at just $35. All on the network more people rely on. On the next A Balanced Life with Dr. Jackie, we're talking all things mental health and how helping others can help you. We all have moments where we have struggles, and on this week's show, our guests demonstrate how helping others can also help you. Why you should never stop giving and serving others on the next A Balanced Life here on Black Star Network. Love our new Alexa. It's a Buick. Yeah. Alexa. Buick. Alexa. It's a Buick. It's an Alexa. It's a Buick. It's an Alexa. Coach, that's a Buick. That's an Alexa. The Buick Enclave with available Alexa built in. 
We're all impacted by the culture, whether we know it or not. From politics to music and entertainment, it's a huge part of our lives, and we're going to talk about it every day right here on The Culture with me, Faraji Muhammad, only on the Black Star Network. How about sushi? I just had sushi for lunch yesterday. How about tacos? Automatic emergency braking, one of six advanced safety features standard on every 2022 Chevy Equinox. Find new technology, find new roads, Chevrolet. Hey, I'm Amber Stevens West. Yo, what up, y'all? This is Jay Ellis, and you're watching Roland Martin Unfiltered. All right, folks, welcome back to Roland Martin Unfiltered. Uh, we've got lots of stuff we're covering uh, over uh, the, uh, the two hours of this show. Uh, in the next hour, we'll hear from the Poor People's Campaign, talk about uh, Saturday's march. We'll hear from a father involved. We'll hear from the president of Morehouse, uh, David Thomas, talking about him, uh, of course, leading the organization, but also uh, the controversy he's had to deal with in the hiring of a uh, white woman to be uh, his communications uh, chief. And we'll talk about uh, HBCUV, the online uh, platform uh, that the UNCF will be launching on next week. The Washington Post uh, dropped a story today uh, that details the length at which uh, Trump officials in the Department of Justice went in order to try to steal this election. There was an environmental lawyer, literally, an environmental lawyer, uh, literally, uh, who uh, was was very strange how uh, he literally went to Trump to say, make me uh, the attorney general, and basically I will send letters to the state saying, uh, we'll take over your elections. Uh, really? Um, this is one of the things that was supposed to be discussed in today's January 6th committee hearing. It was postponed. It's going to be going to be it's going to be a hearing tomorrow. Um, uh, but, but Robert, uh, this is what is absolutely strange when you see this story. How they wanted to use all the powers, and the two senior executives in the DOJ said the entire department will walk out. Told Trump if these people are allowed to be in power. That's the reality of what we're facing in this country. Well, you know, I think the, what these hearings have uh, laid bare is the fact it was literally a half dozen people that saved our democracy. Uh, if you really want to get down to the nitty-gritty, if you want to really think about it, uh, if you look at William Barr, Mike Pence, and the attorney generals of some of the swing states, that's pretty much it. That is the, all that stands stood between us and a complete overthrow of the United States government beyond what happened with the insurrection. And the fact is, if you listen to what Peter Navarro said about their, uh, their Green Bay sweep uh, play that they planned on running, the insurrectionists storming the Capitol is maybe the only thing that stopped them from succeeding. Because by them getting violent, by them going crazy, it turned public opinion against what they were trying to pull. They were fine with William Barr resigning or being fired. They were fine with all the DOJ lawyers walking out so that they could replace them with their own stooges so they could put in power uh, um, without needing to have them Senate confirmed. And then if Mike Pence had simply agreed that the attorney general in Georgia, Raffensperger, had agreed to get him his 12,000 votes the attorney general in uh, Wisconsin and Michigan had agreed to, uh, in Arizona, had agreed to do the same, we'd be looking at a very different country right now. And so this is why these hearings are so important, because next time, the reason they are uh, running in statewide elections, the reason Donald Trump was here in Georgia campaigning for the secretary of state's office, for lieutenant governor, um, for state-level seats, is he wants Trump loyalists at every level of government for when they try this again. 
He knows he's not going to make up 10 million votes between 2020 and 2024. But what he does know is that if he can get it close again in those swing states and have his people in place, they will be able to steal it next time. There'll be nothing that anyone can do about it because they are consolidating power around their plan. We see this all the time in coups. If you look at any nation that's undergone a coup, they usually try one time, it fails. They try a second time, it fails. By the third time, it works. Look at Hitler and the Beer Hall Putsch in um, 1933. Look at Mussolini. The first time he tried to overthrow the government. Look at um, Napoleon. He got exiled to Corsica uh, he, uh, b uh, before finally being sent to St. Helena. These people keep coming back if you do not put out the fire. Scott. Yeah, you know, what, what I find extraordinary, and I want your listening audience to really get this extraordinary that a division head, an environmental warrior at DOJ, was talking back channel to the president of the United States without the acting attorney general Rosen and his deputy. Uh, it is unheard of. It, it is unbelievable. It's never happened before. And Rosen and his deputy find out and they rush to the White House and they're in a meeting with Jeffrey Clark, who is in front of them trying to convince Trump that he should be made attorney general. Later, Clark continues to talk to Donald Trump privately and then goes to the attorney general. <laughs> this is good, Roland. Goes to Rosen and says, if you sign the letter, right, I can make it so that you continue to be acting attorney general, but you got to sign the letter. What? What? And Rose's um, testimony the, the, the later thing, the is just... The thing that... The thing that the, 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 uh, uh, hold on, Scott. The, the thing uh, man, that we have to understand... Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. 
Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo play understand is that democracy is at the heart of, of this whole issue in terms of do you have a functioning society that follows by the rules and do you have folks who are going to um, do what is right and just and what we're hearing coming out of the uh, committee being led by Congressman Benny Thompson uh, is frankly frightening yeah mm-hmm. deeply so and I think all of America needs to come to red alert, especially black America, because these people are coming after democracy, but specifically they're coming after black people, right? The people who were out there on January 6th, they are directly connected to the same people who are going around shooting black people, but also the the level to which they are inserted and their loyalty is to Donald Trump. All it would have taken was for Jeffrey Clark, for Donald Trump to sign off on that letter, just like the other guest said. This would have been an entirely different democracy. And I think we need to make sure that we not only look backwards to January 6th, but look forward to uh, November, because they're not done. They're coming for the entire game. And I think people need to just kind of wake up out of their stupor. They will suspend democracy. They will suspend the First Amendment. They will do anything necessary to maintain power because democracy has become inconvenient for them because they know, demographically speaking, they are on their way out. And so we're being ruled by the tyranny of the minority. Uh, let's talk about a political move uh, that President Joe Biden made. He's, he has appointed uh, former Atlanta Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms uh, to a senior position in his administration. Uh, she is going to be a senior advisor and get responsible for Office of Public Engagement. Remember, it was a former Congressman Cedric Richmond who held the position before he actually left. Uh, it was uh, Biden describes Bottoms as tough yet honorable and says she would best fulfill the job. Of course, uh, this continues uh, the appointments of more uh, high-ranking African-American women uh, to the administration. And again, uh, she's decided to take over the position. People might remember when Biden uh, won, he really courted her for several positions. She chose not to accept them. And then, of course, she then decided uh, not to seek re-election uh, as mayor of Atlanta. And so uh, I sent her uh, a text earlier. Hopefully, we'll get her on the show to talk about uh, her new position uh, in the administration. Folks, uh, let's stay in Atlanta. Uh, when David Thomas uh, was named president of Morehouse, a lot of people who were like, wait a minute, what are y'all doing naming somebody who ain't a Morehouse man? He's a Yale graduate. 
But the reality is uh, he has done some uh, amazing things there. But one of the things that he's also recently done that has stirred up a lot of tension among his Morehouse uh, faithful uh, the appointment of a white woman to be over communications and marketing for the university. Up until today, he had not publicly talked about that decision. When I sat down with him at the UNCF Unite Conference, we talked about that and other issues. Here's our discussion. One of the things that uh, I was happy to see and impressed by is when Morehouse announced that if individuals had not finished their degrees elsewhere, that they could actually go online uh, to finish. Yeah. Uh, that was that was that was so important to me. Look, I've been look, I've been doing digital, been thinking about that for 20 plus years, and there were so many black institutions that were behind, many HBCUs behind. Tom Joyner, to this day, when he brings up HBCU online, he talks about the millions he lost trying to get HBCUs to embrace the idea of online. Uh, that was a huge deal, uh, and that transformed in many ways. Um, what happened on the campus? Yeah. Explain that. Um, well, our, our efforts online started when we started to um, develop our strategic plan. And one of the things, one of the themes that emerged was Morehouse Beyond Borders, which was really a question of how do we take ourselves to the world? For 156 years, We'd done the same thing on 66 acres. And, and this was part of saying, how do we go to the world? Then we did some research. 3.5 million black men have some college, no degree. Mm. 3.5 million. Wow. We launched the program just with a press release. Within 72 hours, we had 5,000 inquiries. Wow. So we knew that there was a market there went with a technology partner, uh, one of the best out there, so we could deliver a high quality product. Mm -hmm. And what began to happen is faculty on campus who got engaged with that started to bring that into their own campus program. Mm -hmm. Fast forward, COVID hits, the entire college goes online. Right. And, uh, you know, it's like we were, you know, ready for the future. Mm -hmm. And and now that's come, and in lots of ways, our faculty are, um, you know, in the digital world. Another good example is Morehouse College is the leading college in the country actually using the metaverse and virtual reality to actually teach classes, mm -hmm. you know, right? Not Stanford, not MIT, Morehouse College. And in fact, uh, our faculty member who's leading that, Messina Morris, she's actually been here and given a few presentations at the conference. See, I think that, you know, when, when you talk about the 3.5 million, um, you know, we've had to debunk numerous times this notion that there are more black men in prison than in college. That's just simply, that's not fundamentally false. But I think what, I think what you're describing is also how we have to be much smarter and more creative uh, in, in creating pathways for folks who otherwise uh, want to finish, but for a variety of reasons, right. uh, did not. And I, and I think part of the problem for higher education is always being 
this is the box. Right. And if you can't operate within this framework, this box, then it's right. not going to happen. Right. And Roland, it's, it's also about having economic impact. We know that an individual with a college degree versus not, even if you've got some college, yep. will make over their lifetime a million dollars more if they have the degree than if they don't. Mm -hmm. Well, in our community, a million dollars over 30 years is a lot of money. Right. <laughs> right? Uh, so we also see it, see it from that vantage point. And um, uh, right now we have one degree program. Uh, we're we're going to add uh, 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 a few more degrees. We started with business. Um, we're probably going to add a computer science degree mm -hmm. uh, in the coming year, uh, as well as um, a more humanity social science degree that's anchored in our traditions around uh, nonviolent social advocacy and social justice. You talked about doing the same thing over 150 years on all 66 acres. Uh, you becoming president was a part of that. That was just all of this. It has to be a Morehouse graduate or it has to be someone who who got to know our way. Uh, I talked to other presidents. I see you know my story. <laughs> well, no, look, because, because, because part of it, look, where'd you graduate from college? I graduated from Yale. I'm a Texas A&M graduate, and there is this there is this tension that's real, where you have some people who go to PWIs who look down on HBCUs. Then you have some people in HBCUs who are like, "Oh, y'all the black people who know who you are because you went to a PWI." Right. And I'm kind of like, "No, I went to I went to where in the hell my, my parents' money could send me because they had three kids in college and they have no damn money to send three kids in college." So it was easier for us to be operating and living in one location. <laughs> so excuse the hell out of me. Y'all right. wasn't paying no bills. Right. Uh, and, but the thing that I have said is that where HBCUs have made a mistake is not tapping into that brain power that didn't come through an HBCU but that still cares about HBCUs. So if you're, if you're trying to elevate an institution, you want talented people regardless of where they went to, with the college, and that to me has historically been a mistake that some people have made. Hmm. Yeah, I, you know, I, I can't speak for, for all uh, HBCUs, but it's very interesting, you know. Um, when I applied to college, I only applied to two. I applied to one college I always wanted to go to because I read Martin Luther King went there, and I applied to another school that in my neighborhood nobody had heard of until my counselor told me to apply. Morehouse was the one I always wanted to go to. Yale was the one my counselor told me I should apply to. I only applied to the two. I was going to Morehouse. Morehouse didn't give me any money, and Yale gave me a full ride. And my father said... He was like, son, look. <laughs> you can add. Your zero, my zero. Hey. <laughs> right? Right. I mean, zero. There you go. Right. So... That's a uh, financial decision. Financial decision. And um, I think that more and more uh, folks who went to PWIs are actually increasing their appreciation of what historically black colleges and universities do and have done, um, which is why, you know, we're seeing a resurgence. And, uh, and I think the, tr the same is true 
for folks who are seeking opportunities to be in academia. They're also now thinking about places like Morehouse and Howard, right? And the, right you know, as places to go have great careers. Also, I think that we're also in a position where um, if you're going to be an advocate, you have to be an advocate, and it's and, and that might some also means um, uh, stepping on other people's toes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you're not uh, you're not you're not aware of this. Dr. Lomax was there. We were at Essence Festival, and the I was one of the VIP guests of Coca-Cola, and they had uh, the different HBCU presidents from right. from Atlanta. Right. So it was the head of. Uh, ITC, it was a uh, uh, theological uh, seminary, it was uh, Clark Atlanta, it was Morehouse, it was Spellman, uh, Morris Brown uh, was not there, so we're sitting there at <laughs> breakfast. And, and this was during the Obama administration, okay. the Pan Plus loan debacle. Yeah. And so we're sitting there and, 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 and they were lamenting this whole deal and so we're sitting there going back and forth. Uh, and of course me, I'm not interested in anybody's agenda other than black people. <laughs> uh, I go, what the hell y'all gonna do? Yeah. And uh, your predecessor, who had worked in the administration, and I literally said, hey man, you don't work for him anymore. You work for Morehouse. I said, so you might be afraid to go after the administration. I said, but all y'all getting killed with this decision. Yeah. I said, so what the hell y'all gonna do? <laughs> and then they were all like, well, you know, we would love to do black radio, but it's hard to get on. I said, I'm sorry. I said, I got a segment four days a week on Tom Jordan Morning Show. Tom's a big HBCU advocate. Which one of y'all has actually called to come on the air? Mm. And they were all like, I said, now look, I'm not here. I got friends. I'm good. I said, but if you're going to be advocating on black people, I said, y'all got to stop being afraid to criticize the first black president and look at him as a 44th. Yeah. And they were like, Damn. And I and, 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 and I say that because I believe that we have to be aggressive in challenging black people who sit on corporate board of directors, yep. who are executives, saying, how are you funding? How are you assisting? Uh, what are you spending on? We can't just be happy that they are there. I think we have to. I don't care if there's a Democratic administration. We got to be putting that maximum pressure because at the end of the day, if you are an HBCU, you are serving students, faculty, staff, alumni, yeah. and, and it's getting those results. Yeah. And I just think sometimes we're like, well, no, they're friends. No, no, no. Being friends don't pay bills. Yeah, and, and, <laughs> and, and, and you know, one, one, one very recent example that underscores what you're saying, when they first started to come out uh, with the HERF relief bills. Yeah. No, 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 none of the HBCUs were saying, you know, where's our, but some of us made calls and with the leadership of UNCF, we went and lobbied for our money. Yeah, UNCF, Thurgood Marshall, Nafio, yeah. The result was $2.8 billion yeah. went to HBCUs uh, and we had our HBCU loans Forgiven. 1.6 billion. 1.6 billion. 56 million at Morehouse. And it was precisely because, uh, you know, closed mouths don't get fed. <laughs> but that's also where. Right? And that's we also, opened our mouths. But that's also where, because uh, I'm, 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 it's also where we have to also activate our 
base. That's right. Because what you have is you have, from, look, I'm an alpha. Um, you've had alphas and deltas and omegas and AKAs. Combined, you're talking about two million plus members. Right. And my whole deal is we've got to be willing to press that button and send that alert out and say, call. And so all of a sudden, when they get that, all of a sudden, when they look up and it's two and three and five and 10,000 phone calls and emails, like, man, what in the hell is going on? I've said that if you're in a city council, school board, county commissioner, state legislature, or Congress, if you see a group of women uh, a massive group in pink and green th th that should invoke fear in them. <laughs> well, the same thing. It should be how are you mobilizing Morehouse men? Put that blazer on yeah. and show up and let them know and th where they feel that, it, that, that, that intensity, it, it's activating our base. And I think too often what our base is doing is going, well, Miss President, what you doing? Yeah. Where it's like, no, no, no. I need 500 of y'all to show up. <laughs> Because if, if I show up, it's one, yeah, I'm doing my part. But if I walk into the room with 500 behind me, it's a whole different conversation. Yeah, no, you're, 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 you're spot on. And we've been trying to work that, you know, and have had some success with it. But, but you know, that's, that's exactly where we need to go as a community. And to your point as well, you know, when you start thinking about it, you know, the fraternities, black fraternities and sororities, they cut across PWIs, HBC, right? right? Uh, which which creates an even more solid voice, right? Uh, so so I think you're absolutely right. How are you dealing with also trying to move the university forward to have a completely different vision um, in terms of your staffing? You're dealing with drama right now. You're dealing with it, and people out there talking about it. But the reality is. You're building a you're building a team to advance your mission, right? And uh, uh, you know, for those who may not be following it, right? That drama is uh, I hired a white woman to be on my senior team, um, who oversees our communications uh, uh, apparatus, um, and I have to say that. You know, there's been more talk about it than I actually imagined. The bottom line for me... Roland, you didn't see it coming? I didn't see it coming, some of the nastiness of it. I, I, I actually didn't. Coming out of the Morehouse community, I actually didn't see... I could have told you that. ...some of the nastiness. I, look, I've been in black media so long, I could have said, say, bro, this is what's about to come down. Be, be prepared. <laughs> but go ahead. <laughs> you know, but I think the bottom line is... Um, I've been trying to build the organization, the faculty, the staff that can ensure Morehouse is around for another 156 years. And what people don't know is that the last head of our marketing apparatus was not an African American. He was Filipino. He only had two years in higher education, none of it at an HBCU, and he transformed our communication organization. We put admissions under him. This year, we're having the best admissions year in the history of Morehouse College. Our applications are up 41%. We've already closed our acceptances. We got so many cats who want to come, whereas they used to be open till August. Wow. Okay? Now, 
To me, that was about investing in someone who's going to come and think different. Uh, and, and, and we have that in other areas where I hired people, African-American, some women, who people might have thought, you know, how come you're not hiring X or Y? Transformative. Right? We're, we're, we're in the middle of a $500 million capital campaign. It was led by the first black woman to run advancement at Morehouse College. And we're already $250 million to the goal. Now, no one questioned why you got a black woman running that with no, a school so, with black men. Some people did. Mm. Some people did. It just didn't go virtual. Boom. But some people did because, you know, uh, her predecessor was a Morehouse man. So some people did question but your deal was? My deal was? Results. And the good thing about the Morehouse community is once they see results, is quite frankly, as you know, when they chose me, there were some people who literally were campaigning not to have a guy who wasn't. Oh, I know. Oh, no, 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 no. And, I, and today. I, I got calls, emails, want me to do stuff on the show. And I was like, man, that ain't got nothing to do with me. Today, 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 I think 90% of my alumni would say, great choice. You know, don't agree with everything he's done, but the college has moved. So when it comes to your communications person, your deal is wait for results. My deal is wait for results. I haven't put out one email to explain it. I hire, I fire, and the board hires and fires me. And so I'm not, I'm not writing a note to explain myself other than to say, open search process. Hire the person who, after being interviewed by lots of people, all these individuals interviewed by lots of people, emerged at the top. Uh, and the person who I thought would most bring a set of skills and perspectives that would challenge us to really not take for granted what we do that makes us great. Last question. Five years from now. Yeah. Where do you want Morehouse to be? Number one, uh, I want Morehouse as a result of our efforts in fundraising to be need blind. There's no HBCU today that is need blind. Explain to people who don't know what need blind means. Need blind means you get admitted without regard to how much your family can pay. You, 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 you then, we then apply what you're eligible for from a federal funding standpoint. And then we have the funds to fill the gap. What it means is your family will not have to go take a high interest parent plus loan to get you through Morehouse, which is the case today. Right. Um, what it means is a David Thomas at the end of this decade will no longer exist, meaning my father would have opened that envelope and he would have said, hey, you're going to Morehouse because I got zero. You got BEOG and Morehouse has the rest. End of story. 
So that's one place we'll be. The other place we'll be is um, educating somewhere in the neighborhood of 25 young men in our residential program. And we will be touching through technology, distance learning, at least 3,000 men a year and increasing the college graduation rates of black men across this world. And we'll be global. Five years. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo play all right I think we're on track we'll look forward to it I look forward to be back on campus now I've spoken on campus twice but I've never spoken to the students no I was we had we had a school choice school choice is a black choice event uh, that I, I found that we organized it so we had it on the campus yeah school choice leaders and then uh, there was a uh, table of brotherhood discussion 
before the MLK Memorial was unveiled, Chevrolet sponsored it, uh, and they had Congressman John Lewis and others. Spike Lee was involved, and I moderated that in the chapel. Okay. But I've never actually spoken at Morehouse. Okay, we're gonna fix it. So that. because, but I, I, I tell her, so I wear I wear all HBCU gear on my show. Only schools that I've actually uh, been to or spoken at. And so when I went there last time, the Morehouse band they gave me uh, they gave me a a, ja a track jacket. So because of, I said because of that I wear. But, it, <laughs> but, but, but see the other presidents get mad. They're like, well, you don't wear our stuff. I'm like, I ain't never been to your school. <laughs> so I have a, a requirement. I said if I, I said, if I rock somebody's gear, it's because I've been there. But uh, but definitely uh, we'll, we'll, we'll love to get there. Uh, all right, well, it's, we all, get... it's, it's always great to uh, uh, to be on college campuses yeah. and see the creative and innovative things that have been done. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're gonna get you there. All right, all right. looking forward to it. All right, so let's talk about this. So the president addresses for the first time uh, all this drama. Uh, Scott, only because you're a Morehouse man, you get to go first. I'm never like you going first. Ain't got, nobody else going to be able to talk. So, <laughs> all right, so your take on, your, your, your take on this, uh, this drama, folk being upset, uh, that the president hires th this uh, this white woman to be over communications and marketing uh, for Morehouse. Well, Roland, I think a full disclosure, I'm secretary to the board of trustees for Morehouse College. I hope you haven't forgotten about that. But I, but I will say this. Uh, I don't care. You know, I don't care. I know I don't you care. don't. You're not into labels or anything, but cap them in our, I right? don't care. But <laughs> Whatever. Let me just no. say it again. We don't care. You know, you got it. So I'm a little surprised. I'm surprised at the vitriol that's been online. You know, as a board member, uh, Dr. Thomas is right. He Listen, this is his show. We hired him to move the college forward. He's done some incredible things. And despite the controversy that's been created on social media, not internally, um, Morehouse men, as he says, are all about results. And so I can tell you, the board is more than willing to let him do his job, let him hire and fire, and um, and wait for the results. Because in the end, Dr. Thomas, you know, he has a PhD in organizational behavior. So he's all about results. And he looks at organizations from a little different, different than social media does, of course. And he's an expert in this space. And so the board is very supportive of his successes, his challenges, and really confident that you know, he's going to continue to move the college forward. So that's what I think. But, Robert, I'm not surprised. I'm not shocked at all. And bottom line is, African-Americans, uh, there's this view that, look, I mean, when you have black institutions, uh, we're not in positions like this in other places, so therefore uh, we should be in places like this here. I mean, I, look, I, I was with Urban One, Radio One. People were angry when Mary Catherine ha uh, Ham, uh, I know, Mary Catherine Sneed, uh, uh, was a white woman who was over all of uh, Radio One's radio stations. Now, David Cantor, a white man, is over all the radio stations. Uh, at one point, TV One had Brad Siegel, who replaced uh, uh, Wanya Lucas as the president of TV One. He was white. Uh, and so you hear African Americans who are like, wait a minute, hold up, why aren't black folks uh, in these positions? So I'm not shocked that there would be this response. 
Look, there's one important and, thing and, you have and, to understand. And 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 and, 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 and she'd been a white woman in a college for black men. Go ahead. Look, well, this is one of those important times to quote the prophet Dave Chappelle. Turn off your Twitter comments. Twitter's not a real place. Look, every single HBCU in this country has a white person or a non-minority or non-African-American somewhere in their administration. I went to school right across the street there at Clark Atlanta. Some of my best professors were Indian-American or Asian-American or uh, Latino-American. We had people who are non-African-American in the, the administration. All of our presidents weren't Clark Atlanta alumni. You pick the best person for the job, and this is in large part going to be results-oriented. If the person falls on their face, then there'll be a lot of uh, you know, people saying, ha-ha, I told you so. And if it works out great, then the topic won't come up again. But I think we have to start judging people uh, by uh, when you give somebody a new position, let them staff themselves, let them get the best people that they believe in to get in there and do the jobs. And I hope for nothing but the best because we're seeing what happens when uh, when many HBCUs are mismanaged. You know, Morris Brown is just getting their accreditation back. We keep hearing about the financial struggles of many of our institutions, a lot of it being internal. Get the right people in there, get the best results. Um. You know, you know, Ben. Look, this. It's, it, it, look, he, the president. When you give somebody the authority, their job is to hire the best person uh, in their mind. And he said, "Look, we went through a process, uh, and I simply chose this person uh, to be the pe best person." Uh, you know, but here's the deal, though. I guarantee you, if we were talking about Bernard, uh, and they hired uh, a man to be over communications for an all women's college, there probably would be a response. But what happens in sports? You got a lot of men who are head basketball coach of women's basketball teams. Uh, and so you have this interesting, but you don't have enough women who are head coaches of men's basketball teams. And so uh, I'm not surprised by this. Uh, but what I do like what President Thomas said, he said, I ain't sending no email. I ain't issued no statement. So his whole deal was, ain't nothing to defend. I like. I like that. That's somebody saying, I'm sorry, what, what's your problem? <laughs> we here working. Yeah, I, you, you know, if, notwithstanding the fact that I'm sure there are, are plenty of qualified white people, um, I can understand personally how the community would say, what about a qualified and equally qualified? Because I'm, I, no doubt there's an equally qualified black individual, several. Now, I agree, give this person a chance to win. You know, if she does a great job, she does a great job, and we just leave it at that. But if we're going to look at results and they don't turn out the way that we expect, that we hope, then you, then you gotta go. it is what it is. But, but, but I'll say this here. Um, I've, I've had to fire some black people. So, I mean, at the end of the day, it's can you do the job. Uh, and and, I, and I'll, I'll be honest with you. I've been in situations, look, when I was at TV One, uh, Jay Feldman was my longtime producer. Jay's white. We had some black producers, they weren't good. And the bottom line is, Jake got the job done. And so I, I, so, so, so I get it, I, abs I absolutely get it. Uh, and so this is one of the things there. And so, uh, look, so Morehouse men, suck it up. She got the job, let's see what happens. Uh, and then, it's the president's job to hire and fire. And if he says, hey, she ain't cutting it, then he'll find somebody uh, to uh, to uh, take the position. And so uh, that's what happens in business every single day. Y'all, y'all, I got to go to break. We come back. Uh, we're going to talk about the Poor People's Campaign. Big March taking place on Saturday. Don't forget, you want to support us in what we do. Do first two, two, two things. YouTube, y'all tripping. I see all y'all comments in the chat room. Hit the, hit, the, hit the damn like button.
Yeah, this shit ain't hard. Okay, log on, hit like. That's all you gotta do. It don't make no sense that here we are, uh, an hour and 20 minutes into the show, and we ain't a thousand likes on YouTube. I should not have to be sitting here telling y'all, hit the like button. Same thing on Facebook, hit the like button, hit the share button, that's what you need to do as well. Uh, and, and let me also address this real quick. So a lot of y'all have been asking about uh, why we don't have the chat functionality on the Blackstone Network app. That's actually a third party. It's an add-on. Uh, we got a company that was trying to charge us $1,000 a month to add the chat function to the Black Star Network app. I made the decision not to spend an additional $12,000 solely to add the chat until we lock up an additional advertising deal that that pays for that. And so uh, we're looking for other companies that can actually uh, do that. But Vimeo, which handles our app, they, 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 they don't have in their app a chat function. So that's why we don't have it. But we have been investigating it. We have been looking at it. We're just trying to find a company as a cheaper option to have the chat functionality uh, on the Black Star Network app. Y'all, and speaking of that, download the app. All platforms, Apple phone, Android phone, Apple TV, Android TV, Roku, Amazon Fire TV, Xbox One, Samsung Smart TV. You can also support the, uh, our uh, Bring the Funk Fan Club. Every dollar you give goes to support this show. Uh, you can send a check of money order to P.O. Box 57196, Washington, D.C., 2003-7-0196. The cash app is uh, R.M. Unfiltered. PayPal is R. Martin Unfiltered. Venmo is R.M. Unfiltered. Zale is rolling at rollingsmartin.com, rolling at rollingmartinunfiltered.com. We'll be right back. Love our new Alexa. It's a Buick. Yeah, Alexa. Buick. Alexa. It's a Buick. It's an Alexa. It's a Buick. It's an Alexa. Coach, that's a Buick. That's an Alexa. The Buick Enclave with available Alexa built-in. A powerful movement is rising across America. From the Mississippi Delta to the Apache Stronghold. From the homeless encampments of Washington State to the coal fields of Appalachia of West Virginia. We are the 140 million poor and low-wealth people in this country. And we are building the Poor People's Campaign, a national call for moral revival. On June 18th, ahead of this year's midterm elections, while the Congress is still in session, we will hold a mass poor people's and low-wage workers assembly and moral march on Washington to arrest the attention of the nation, to put a face and a voice on poverty and low wages in this country. This is a watershed moment for justice and democracy in America. There are those who say that transformative change is impossible, but history teaches us that it is precisely in times like these that people must build a broad and deep movement from the bottom up. We must compel this nation to repent, to lament, and to see the realities that have been hidden for far too long. On June 18th, we will come together to lift the voices of the poor and low-wage workers who know that change is not only possible, it is essential for our survival. We will make the connections to show how systemic racism, poverty, ecological devastation, the denial of health care, the war economy, and the false moral narrative of religious nationalism and white supremacy are hurting us all. We will show the nation the faces of Americans who cannot afford to go back to normal. We will detail the policies that can move us toward a society that works for everyone 
and we will pledge to go home and build power for transformative change in this year's election and for years to come. Because the question should have never been, how much will it cost to address poverty? The real question is, how much is it costing us not to? Somebody's been hurting our people. It's gone on far too long. And we won't be silent or unseen anymore. Join us in D.C. on June 18th. Build with us for a third reconstruction in America. Visit poorpeoplescampaign.org. How about sushi? I just had sushi for lunch yesterday. How about tacos? Automatic emergency braking, one of six advanced safety features standard on every 2022 Chevy Equinox. Find new technology, find new roads, Chevrolet. Hey, yo, peace world. What's going on? It's the love king of R&B, Raheem Devon. Hey, I'm Cupid, the mega the Cupid Shuffle and the Wham Dance. What's going on? This is Tobias Trevelyan. And if you're ready, you are listening to and you are watching Roland Martin Unfiltered. <laughs> All right, folks, we are three days away from the mass march in Washington, D.C. The Pro People's Campaign will be broadcasting live from the mall on Washington. The procession begins at 9 a.m. We'll be uh, covering that, and of course, making their way to uh, the mall in Washington uh, beginning at 10 a.m. My next guest out of Memphis, Justin Pearson, uh, he is one of the folks who has been working hard uh, 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 of course, uh, pushing people, mobilizing and organizing. He is co-lead for the Pope People's Campaign. He joins us right now. Justin, glad to have you here. Uh, and so uh, give us an indication uh, of, of the work that y'all have been doing. I mean, it, it ain't like y'all just been sitting here uh, gathering and saying, hey, help poor people. Uh, there have been direct action uh, that y'all have been engaged in for the last several years to support uh, low-wage workers, to support poor folks in this country, 140 million people who qualify in that category. That's right. Roland, first, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And to all your viewers for watching, uh, we have in this country interlocking injustices that are continuing to plague us. You've already mentioned economic injustice that's occurring with over 140 million people poor and low wealth. That's statistics before the pandemic. When we talk about systemic racism, poverty, ecological devastation, the denial of health care, the cost of militarism and the war economy, and the Osmore narrative of religious nationalism, we realize that these interlocking injustices are plaguing our society and have created a status quo that is untenable, a status quo that is quite literally killing people. And we see that the morbidities and the ramifications of COVID, and we're also seeing that in the economic strangulation of people who are poor and low-wage in our country. Over several years, since the Poor People's Campaign was relaunched, as you know, by Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and hundreds of thousands of people then. It has been revived by Bishop William Barber, Reverend Dr. Liz Theo Harris, to put those who've been excluded, those who've been marginalized at the center of our national conversation. Whether it's the Senator Manchin's office demanding that we end the filibuster, that we raise the minimum where we're organizing with the Memphis Seven and Starbucks workers to unionize, we know that it's going to take action to transform this nation. It's going to take action to make the promises that have been given to this country in the capital. In the 
real. And we're not there yet, but we, the majority of people in this country who care about justice, who care about making sure we're bending that arc and doing that work, we're going to put our bodies on the line, we're going to put our voices on the line in order to make this country do what it said that it would. Uh, yeah, audio is there breaking up, so folks, if see y'all can kind of repair that, that'll be great. Uh, let's start with some questions uh, for uh, from my panel. Uh, Robert, I'll start with you. Thank, thank you so much. And the Poor People's Campaign is an absolutely amazing event. Uh, if I wasn't going to be at the Rainbow Plus Conference in Chicago this weekend, I would absolutely be there. What do you think would be the message to young people to uh, compel them to turn up, turn out, and show up, uh, particularly uh, in this summer where there's so many other things to do? Why is it important for young people to show up to this event? Yeah. Uh, one of the things that we're really emphasizing is that it is a march to the polls. Right, We are organizing and galvanized to center the voices of people who've been excluded, but it is in order that we might build power as we go back into our communities and as we go back into our neighborhoods in order that we can have power at the polls. For people who are generation millennials and Gen Z, this is a pivotal time to help transform the country. The reality is what we are enduring, whether that be the student debt crisis or the ecological devastation and the climate crisis, young people's voice and young people's participation in civic process and in the political movement that is burgeoning in this country, particularly in the wake of the lynching of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and Ahmaud Arbery, is necessary in order for us to send different people that care about the values that we care about to mayor's offices, to city councils and county commissions, as well as to the Senate, uh, particularly thinking about that this year and also into Congress. And so for young people, this is the moment and this is the time to be engaged in the future that we want to build and create together. Ben, your question for Justin. You said that there is an interlocking level of bigotry that is plaguing us. I'm fascinated by that because one of the difficult things is helping everyone to see how all of this hatred is interconnected. They come to us in silos, right? We see the tops shooting in Buffalo. We see Mother Emanuel AME. We see Ron DeSantis making light of being African-American today. It's in silos, but most certainly they're all connected. Talk more about that, if you will. Yeah, that's an amazing question. Look, our lives do not exist in silos. I'm really fortunate to help lead an organization, Memphis Community Against Pollution, down in Memphis. And it's primarily dealing with environmental racism and environmental injustice. But what we learned, particularly in partnering with the Poor People's Campaign and doing this work, is that you can't separate the communities that have the most pollution from the communities that have the least access to health care and the people who are in the jobs that don't provide health care in the companies who are doing union busting, in the companies who refuse to uh, wage, raise wages, and in a country that says that there are certain people's lives that are less valuable. And because we're living in a society that creates quite literally, quote unquote, sacrifice zones, as Musa Dr. Mustafa Santiago Ali might say, we cannot live in silos when it comes to fighting these injustices. The, the, the perspective, I think, of people in positions of power and empire in our country want us to view everything separately. You need to view voting rights separately from environmental justice. You need to, you need to view what's happening as an attack on women's bodies separate from how you think about systemic racism. But the reality is not in order that people might become overwhelmed by the amount of interlocking injustices that are interconnected, but that we might have a perspective and a view that says, if there is injustice happening here, one individual 
is actually a compilation of a whole lot of identities. Thus, the systems and the structures that are existing that are oppressing a person, it is never just one, it is many. And it is the responsibility of those who have more privilege, it is the responsibility of those who have the opportunity to be more proximate, to help to elevate the voices of people in our communities who are... Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo play suffering and who are dying because of people who are in positions of power using and wielding that power to perpetuate exploitative capitalism and destroy our democracy in the process scott hey justin thank you for joining us love the organization and the great diversity in the organization one how many people are you expecting to show up for the march and two what's your measure of success is it during the day of the march or the hard work that's going to have to take place afterwards? It is always the hard work that's going to take place afterwards. 
because that is where organizing and power building really happens. One of the most powerful things I remember from one of Dr. King's speeches and his I Have a Dream speech is actually when he talks about taking the energy and taking it back to the South. What is important mm -hmm. with the people that we're going to have is not only that we build power and mobilize together and we realize what we have been through over the past couple of years and what we've been through as a country over hundreds and hundreds of years that have gotten us to this current status quo, but it's recognizing that we have the capacity to change it. And I think that's what we really want to emphasize this Saturday, that not only do we need to take a moment to recognize the reality that the, the minimum wage has not increased for over 30 years, and, and that has led to an economic stratification in our country that has us celebrating people who can go to the moon while other people can't put food on the table. We, we need to recognize these injustices and these inequalities that are existing, and we need to have a somber attitude towards this. It's nothing to celebrate that our country continues to perpetuate a legacy of exploitation and plantation economics that continues to harm disproportionately poor people and low-income people and black people and indigenous people and people of color. And it is important that we recognize we do have power in a country that will tell us how, uh, uh, how voiceless we are and how powerless we are, what we are recognizing Saturday and where we're putting uh, attention and a spotlight on for the nation is that we have power. And when we go back to our communities and we organize thousands and thousands of people not only to march, but to vote and to continue to keep pressure on their officials in order that they might change the policies that are hurting people, we're going to see that be the more, we'll see that more as victory points for us. But we're, we're in this battle for social justice, economic justice, uh, until we get it. And that's a, that's a lifetime worth of work, but we're in it. All right, Justin, we certainly appreciate it. Thank you so very much. We'll see you on Saturday uh, in the nation's capital. See you, see you Saturday, Roland. Thank y'all so much. Appreciate you. Appreciate the opportunity. See y'all in D.C. Thank you. sir, the Mass Poor People's and Low Wage Workers Assembly taking place on June 18th, folks. Uh, they, they begin to assemble at 9 a.m. The event begins at 10 a.m. We will be live there with gavel to gavel coverage uh, from beginning to end of that uh, particular event. Uh, let me first off, let me thank uh, Scott and Robert for being with us. Uh, gentlemen, thank you so very much. Ben is going to stay here. Uh, we come back from this break. Uh, we're going to talk about, uh, in our Tech Talk segment, an initiative that the UNCF is launching called HBCUV, and we'll explain what that is next. You're watching Roland Martin Unfiltered, broadcasting live from the UNCF Unite 2022 Summit for Black Higher Education in Atlanta on the Black Star Network. Love our new Alexa. It's a Buick. Yeah, Alexa. Buick. Alexa. It's a Buick. It's an Alexa. It's a Buick. It's an Alexa. Coach, that's a Buick. That's an Alexa. The Buick Enclave with available Alexa built in. We welcome you to the launch of the Mass Poor People's Low Wage Assembly and Mara March on Washington, D.C., June 18-2022. We're rising up to demonstrate the compelling power that we, poor and low-income people, have to reconstruct society from the bottom up.
And we need to do it with the loudest voices possible, the biggest actions possible. Because we know that there is no scarcity in this land. The only scarcity is the moral will to do what's right. those with sub-minimum wage jobs who can't afford sky-high rent. People with disabilities are the fastest growing minority group. It's crazy to me that in 2021, it's still legal for workplaces to pay a sub-minimum wage to people with disabilities. There are still so much trial and tribulations that we go through as indigenous people. We can't get a decent wage to sustain ourselves, nor can we get adequate housing. Veterans across this nation say enough is enough. We can't pat essential workers on the back on one day and then cut their health care the next day. Health is a political choice. What more do I need to do to prove that my voice is just as valuable as anyone else's? There are still forces in denial that would try to slow walk our transition to a clean economy and a just future for us all. We have an immoral system run by moral people. But together we walk, and we walk and we fight. It's time for a change. Reconstruyamos esta gran nación. See, we are people of resilience as we fight these interlocking injustices together. When we work together, mobilize together, and rise together, we become a voice for the voiceless, and we become an agent of change in a time where great change is needed. We need the third reconstruction to ensure that deaf people, people with disabilities, and all people can have the right to live and to thrive. We know what they are doing, but the question is, what are we going to do? Reconstruction begins when we change our mentality and say it's time for you to get your foot off of my neck. How about sushi? I just had sushi for lunch yesterday. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. 
I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the campaign moment right now, wherever you're listening. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Tacos. Automatic emergency braking, one of six advanced safety features standard on every 2022 Chevy Equinox. Find new technology, find new roads, Chevrolet. Hey, I'm Antonique Smith. Hello, everyone, it's Kiara Sheard. Hey, I'm Taj. I'm Coco. And I'm Lily. And we're SWV. What's up, y'all? It's Ryan Destiny, and you're watching Roland Martin Unfiltered. Ayani Cole Harris has been missing since Monday evening from Baltimore County. The 12-year-old is 5 feet 5 inches tall, weighs 120 pounds with black hair and brown eyes. Ayani was last seen wearing a brown and black beach t-shirt with the rapper Biggie Smalls on the front and gray biker shorts. Anyone with information about Ayani Cole Harris should call the Baltimore County, Maryland Police Department at 410-887-7720. 410-887-7720. folks, it is time for Tech Talk. COVID forced a lot of HBCUs to get their act together when it came to online learning. Some are doing better than others. Uh, the UNCF wants to actually help many of them. Uh, so there's an initiative that they are launching next year called HBCUV. That's for virtual. With an opportunity to talk to a couple of folks with the UNCF who are working on that endeavor and others. Here's our conversation. Let's talk about this, uh, this, this conference here. Um, as I went through uh, the, the program, um, a number of the sessions fall under the category, I would dare say, best practices, if you will. Um, uh, why is that important when you, are, when you have folks here being able 
uh, to have these specific universities offer best practices in these different areas? Yeah, that's a valid question, right? Because you would feel like everyone is doing similar things at the same time. But what we have learned is that one, our institutions have very nuanced or unique ways of serving their students as well as ensuring that their community is well served. What we want to do is make sure that our institutions are not missing out on certain things that our institutions are doing that they might not have thought of, right? We have a model called adopt and adapt. Adopt and adapt. That means we don't want our institutions to reinvent the wheel. How can you take what our institutions or other institutions have already done, adopt it, and then how can you adapt it to the nuance of your community, the nuance of your, the students you serve, and the nuance to the institution. So that's why it's important for us to have the promising practices outlined at each of our, uh, at the convening, so that our institutions have an opportunity to learn from, an, uh, from one another. The other thing I would say is we have a networked approach right collaborative approach that means we want to ensure that our institutions know that they're not by themselves that the challenges the gaps that they have the roadblocks that they're facing is not unique to life or unique to just them and they're able to support one another for change for transformation did you want to so you haven't had a conference in two years and so um, how did you reimagine this one compared to what you've done in the past? Uh, well, this one's been accelerated greatly. Uh, we decided not to have a virtual conference in 2020 and 2021, partially because we meet with our institutional partners over Zoom every day. Uh, and so the idea of having a virtual conference where we kept them in a Zoom room for multiple hours a day just didn't fit our uh, modus operandi, for lack of a better phrase. Um, when we think about how this conference has been reimagined, in 2019, our conference was really focused on 24 institutions partnering with us through our Career Pathways Initiative, a $50 million grant funded by the Lilly Endowment in 2016 to transform career outcomes at those 24 institutions. Today, we have over 60 institutions uh, in this work. Uh, we have multiple tracks just beyond the Career Pathways Initiative. We're just speaking about the Promising Practice track. Uh, and that's really due to the acceleration of the work that happened um, over the last two years, uh, primarily due to uh, dare I say, a second renaissance for HBCUs, um, partially due to the untimely death of George Floyd, uh, and the fact that I think America's sort of racial consciousness uh, has been raised over the last couple of years, which led to an influx of resources to these institutions. And so this conference uh, is a reflection of that growth um, and expansion of our work. How do you track, and uh, what I mean by that is, um, folks are at different levels, depending upon uh, where they are. I, I'm, a firm, I'm a firm believer uh, in, in the concept of, of staying in your lane. When, when, when you have a certain expertise, you do what you do. Uh, so like for us, uh, when it's like, when, like we know how to broadcast, we know how to live stream, that's what we do. And so it's our whole deal of like, let us do what we do and then we'll excel. Same thing when it comes to various schools who excel uh, in certain lanes, but, but how are you tracking them? How are you tracking growth? Not just enrollment, not just in money, but also elevate, uh, helping them to elevate the program. So if they come here next year 
All right, where were, how are you track, where were you last year and then where are you this year? How has that happened? Multiple ways, right? So understanding the differences between key performance in indicators and metrics for outcomes, right? So there, there is the minutiae of the work. So for example, if you want to grow enrollment, right? You're looking at your um, end of the funnel, what, what are applications look like? What are, you know, admissions look like? So you want to make sure and track the key performance indicators to success, right? But then there's another overarching goal that you're looking for at an institution, something um, that is a little bit less numeric. It's more qualitative mm -hmm. as opposed to quantitative. So first, we have to help the institutions with the quantitative, right? That's one of the biggest challenges or um, things that we had to overcome with some of our institutions is understanding to have a culture of data, data-informed culture. What does that mean? It's like being able to support the institution and thinking through, hey, data does not belong in the closet. Mm -hmm. Making sure that the institution have the tools to place that data in so that they can start seeing the numbers, one, but then telling a story with the numbers. How do we track it? I think it's a couple of ways. We have to do the qualitative first. I think that's the beginning. It's, it's so hard to think of the I'm sorry, the quantitative. It's so hard to think of the qualitative until we know how to tell the story narrative with the data, right? So how do we track growth? Is one, mm -hmm. understanding the pieces that align to the larger picture. You can't have the larger picture without the pieces because you're not telling anyone um, facts. You're just saying stories. You're just saying, hey, I have one student who I helped through one thing and it's not great, it's not a great story. It's a nice story, it's a heart-wrenching story, mm -hmm. but it doesn't show the full picture of the greatest of our institutions. Yeah. Um, I would say that there, uh, as Daryl led to many different ways, uh, we have what we call an institutional health profile um, that has about nine different categories of metrics that we look at at an institution, uh, ranging from student success metrics, which is like the most important ones that people care about from both the funder perspective, but also that narrative building perspective. What's your graduation rate? What's your retention rate? We look at those things. Um, but we also look at things like the financial sustainability of the institution. Uh, we measure their audits. How is their return on investments looking? Uh, what, what is their cash flows looking like? Uh, we, we measure things by leadership. So we have an assessment that we partner with the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation called the Institutional Transformation Assessment. That looks at things like leadership and service um, uh, service provisions, like what kind of actual activities mm -hmm. are you doing? Um, and so we have a wide range of metrics that we uh, gather at the individual institution level, and we also look at, at look at it in the aggregate. So we try to align all of our institutions to those metrics um, to look at the community movement, because at the end of the day, one institution can move greatly in one way, um, and then the very next year, tank. Uh, and so we try to look at it over the long term, and we do that by setting intentional targets with the institutions that are five and ten years out from the work that we do. So let's talk about, um, you're in the short of course, HBCUV, uh, and uh, it's interesting, I was, um, well, a couple weeks ago, I was in uh, Las Vegas for Anita Baker's concert, Tom Joyner was there, uh, and it is still a very sore subject for Tom Joyner, talking about HBCU online, his yes. effort several years ago right. to get HBCUs to embrace, Tom said he lost several million dollars with that, and so now, especially with COVID, 
HBCUs have had no choice. So here it was, you know, several years ago, he just could not get HBCU leaders to see the future uh, of uh, digital. Uh, looks like they have no choice now to see it. So explain uh, what HBCUV is. Well, HBCUV is our attempt to capitalize uh, on an opportunity, an opportunity where for the first time potentially ever, nearly every person on our campuses had to sign into a learning management system. Those were teachers, uh, faculty, those were administrators, and students. They all signed in and they all realized that there's power in online. It increases flexibility, it allows students to meet students where they are in a most meaningful way, and UNCF at the time already had a plan. Uh, in late 2019, we got approached by a third-party organization, uh, uh, online service provider, and they said, hey, we want to help an HBCU go online. And we spent all day with them talking about their bells and whistles and all the nice things they had to offer, and they said, well, what do you guys think about that? We said, well, give us, a, give us some time, we're going to reflect. We came back as a team and we said, well, I want HBCU when we can do many HBCUs because what technology provides is greater access, greater flexibility, and a structure that allows many more institutions to participate in the work. And so we came back and we wrote on the board as a group, HBCUB. From that, we produced a 25-page proposal that sat on the shelf in 20, uh, January of 2020 as the company we shared it with argued with us over intellectual property rights. And we said, well, we want an asset for HBCUs by HBCUs, so that means we don't want to engage in this conversation because we haven't even built the thing. We haven't even shared the thing with our institutions. Uh, and so our two CEOs, their CEO and our CEO, said, well, we need to meet to discuss. That meeting was scheduled for the third week of March. Well, on the second week of March, the world shut down. And that company called us and they said, hey, what are you guys going to do with that? We said, we are going to go at this full on aggressively. And that's because of the support from uh, Patty Quilling and Reed Hastings, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, Bank of America Foundation, City Foundation. When we shared that proposal with them, they said, well, let's do it. And so what is it? HBCUB is UNCF's attempt partnering with nine HBCUs to create what we call a learning ecosystem. Why a learning ecosystem? Because we're attempting to use technology to reimagine what a black college would be like in a virtual world. So with this here, uh, would it be um, where those nine schools are offering degree plans through HBCUV as opposed to their own individual uh, system? So each institution will re retain an individual student. So HBCUB will not be a degree-granting institution. The institutions that partner to use the platform uh, will be the degree-granting institutions. Um, but to your point, there is opportunities to share courses. And so we'll look at course articulations between institutions, which will add capacity um, to those institutions while keeping the experience that a student has at an HBCU. Um, in addition to that, if you know an HBCU, you know that most of the learning comes through the engagement with your peers, your faculty, your staff, the other 23 hours of the day. So in addition to thinking about the synchronous and asynchronous learning time, we're also considering how can we get a student to log in all the time? So we're thinking about how do you replicate the yard? 
How do you think differently about interpersonal connections? How do you allow students to facilitate their own activities through the platform? And so UNCF, those nine institutions are partnering with Deloitte Digital to stand up this platform, which essentially will be a seamless integration of multiple existing tools out there, but we'll put a little flavor into it. Um, but the idea here is, is that we really build the connection between our institutions, allow them to share resources such as courses, even things like journals that some of our lower resource institutions mm -hmm. don't have access to. So how are you going to integrate uh, alumni? I, um, I guess August, September, maybe it was a July, I can't remember. That's right. Uh, I um, spoke to the South Carolina State alumni and, um, and I talked about, there were, there were several people that were in the chat room, they were talking, it was a virtual speak, and they were talking about brick and mortar, getting people back on campus, doing buildings. I was like, what are y'all talking about? I was like, everybody else is trying to get away from new buildings. And, and so I said to them, I said, well, first of all, how, say, how many chapters of your alumni do you have? Because they kept talking about the HBCU experience. I said, look, I said, I feel y'all on that. I said, but it's a whole bunch of people just trying to get a degree. I said, so you don't understand where people are. So I then said to them, I said, well, how many chapters do you have around the country? I said, so why aren't you utilizing your alumni chapters to serve as a conduit for someone who is learning in another city where they are still, they might be attending alumni events or whatever. And so they were like, damn, we never thought about that. And so how are you going to uh, do that with HBCUV? Well, first of all, you should come to some of our planning sessions. We've been talking exactly about that. Um, we are looking at multiple tools um, to engage. Now, come on, I, I, I'm, I live in the virtual <laughs> world, so ain't none, of this, ain't none of this new to me. Uh, look, uh, understood <laughs> completely. Um, and what we get excited about is that opportunity. Um, we think without the resources, to really invest in technology, it's hard to devise a vision and a strategy around technology and its use. And so where UNCF gets excited is we're an aggregator of resources. Uh, and we've been very successful thus far with HBCUV. Today we've raised north of $11 million to stand up this platform. We're gonna to continue to do it because we've done that without, public, without publicity. And that we hope to raise enough capital to make sure every HBCU has a vision what's for the, how they're going to use. What's the target? What's the target? What's the target? I'm trying to hit for HBCUV. Uh, we want every single one of them, so 102. But in the first few years, our goal will be 35 uh, by the third. Right, year. 35 schools. 35. No, schools. what's your what's your money number? Oh, what's our money number? Uh, well, we're looking at 150 million for the first five years. Like Got that it. would be our goal because what we know is HBCUs typically have not engaged in the online learning space due to infrastructure, lack of prof uh, lack of infrastructure, uh, lack of professional development and a real lack of sense of the world of the possible. But we want to remove those barriers by raising the dollars necessary to ensure these institutions that this product, their capabilities online are going to be in it for the long run. So when does it go live? It goes live in 2023. First quarter, second quarter, third uh, we're, quarter? We're looking at spring of 2023 uh, is our plan. Now, with any technology that you're building, be prepared for a delay, but it will happen in 2023. At present, we're on schedule for spring of 2023. Okay. Sounds good. Thank I you. appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Thank you. All right, folks, we're going to go to a final break. We come back and roll the Martin Unfiltered. Final thoughts with uh, being and myself. Uh, we'll, be back. we'll be back in a moment.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo play iPhone 13 on us for every customer current new everyone to show the love how about sushi I just had sushi for lunch yesterday how about tacos automatic emergency braking one of six advanced safety features standard on every 2022 Chevy Equinox find new technology find new roads Chevrolet on the next black table with me, Greg Carr. An amazing conversation with one of the most important thinkers of the last century. If you've ever taken an African-American studies course, he is one of the pioneers that made it possible. We didn't come to UMass grateful to be there. We brought in people that were better than the white people that were there. Professor John H. Bracey Jr., historian, activist, prolific author, and amazing teacher. He joins us on the next Black Table 
only on the Black Star Network. Love our new Alexa. It's a Buick. Yeah, Alexa. Buick. Alexa. It's a Buick. It's an Alexa. It's a Buick. It's an Alexa. Coach, that's a Buick. That's an Alexa. The Buick Enclave with available Alexa built in. On the next Get Wealthy with me, Deborah Owens, America's Wealth Coach, you'll hear from Elizabeth Davis. She left a flourishing career in the construction industry to build her own business using her same skill set. And oh, by the way, now a multi-million dollar business. Every day I was looking at my numbers rather than looking at them weekly or or monthly. Um, when you're first starting your business, my recommendation is look at your numbers every day because are they balancing out each day? If they're not balancing out for three days in a row, that means your week is going to be off. That's right here on Get Wealthy, only on Black Star Network. This is Diala Riddle, and you're watching Roland Martin, Unfiltered. Stay woke. This is Director X, the director of Superfly on the red carpet, or the black carpet, and you're watching Roland Martin, Unfiltered. Yo, what up, y'all? This is Jay Ellis, and you're watching Roland Martin, Unfiltered. Hi, I'm Chaley Rose, and you're watching Roland Martin, Unfiltered. I'm Lex Scott Davis, and you are watching Roland Martin, Unfiltered. Hey, what's up, y'all? It's your boy, Jacob Lattimore, and you're now watching Roland Martin right now. Eee. Welcome back, Roland Martin Unfiltered. We're here, UNCF Unite, Unite 2022 uh, Summit um, for uh, Black Higher Education. Uh, final thoughts, uh, Ben, first up, glad to have you here. Uh, thanks a bunch. Uh, why, 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 why are all these Atlanta people, I've been dealing with text messages. Why are y'all complaining about the heat? <laughs> how, how long have you been in Atlanta? I've been in Atlanta long enough to know how hot it is in Atlanta. No, it's a it different kind of heat in Atlanta. Bruh, I don't understand. I got an email. Yes, Kelly Fletcher. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to go ahead and call you out, Kelly. Kelly Fletcher going to send me a text today. She said, um, I guess we are. She said, uh, I guess we are playing golf while you're here. It's too freaking hot. She said the sun is so different these days. Yeah. She said, I need the old sun back. <laughs> no, this new sun is different, um, notwithstanding climate change. It was about 100 degrees out here today, so I, I figured you weren't going to do any golfing today. Say, bro, the only reason I was not playing golf this morning is I had to do interviews here. Ah. So let's just be real clear. That's the only reason I wasn't playing golf. I, look, I ain't wor I'm not worried about the heat. Uh, I, we, I play on Memorial Day. Um, and uh, uh, so Antoine, who shoots with us, uh, he was playing, whining and complaining about the heat, how hot it is. I was like, dog, we walked, we walked 18 as well. I was like, dog, get you a big ass hat, drink some water. Man, he was sitting here. At one point, we had to like slow down because he needed to stay in the shade to catch himself. And dog, I'm walking in the middle of the fairway like it's just a spring ass day. I'm sitting here chilling. Listen. Antoine, I'm lying. <laughs> Antoine, am I lying? 
they they make these certain they make these certain golf they make these certain towels that you wet and then you wring out and you pop them mm-hmm. and then you put them over your neck. First of all, I totally forgot I even had, I don't use them. I've got like three or four of them. I literally don't use them because I'm not tripping on the heat. Man, we got to the ninth hole. I had to go by the car because his ass about to fall out. Two degrees from hell outside, bro. Man, come on, I, y'all, y'all sitting here. Y'all, y'all, man, y'all, come on. Y'all, Listen, I was used. I used to march in this kind of weather. You're talking about HBCU. Shout out to Bethune Cookman University. Hell, Wildcats. We marched in this kind of heat, but that was 20, 30 years ago. How y'all get so soft in your fifties? How old are you? <laughs> I'm not even 50. I'm 42. Just your ass 42. How you so soft in 42? Bro. I will be 54 in November. This shit ain't bothering me. In the AC rolling is hot outside. No, it's, I'm it's, talking about out there. I'm talking about if I'm out there playing golf, man. This ain't I, ain't, I ain't sweating this. Yeah, bless your heart, man. I just, it's a different heat. Listen, I was in Florida just a couple of days ago. The Ooh, heat in Georgia grow. is. <laughs> these house Negroes. I ain't got nothing to do with this, man. <laughs> it's a show over. <laughs> these house Negroes. What is wrong yes. with y'all? Call me that if you got to. I need air conditioning. <laughs> Somebody's just on a message boy rolling. You gotta be careful. We ain't spring chickens anymore. That heat ain't no joke. Right. L- y'all, l- 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 listen to me for all of you people who don't understand heat. This is not hard. First of all, don't do like uh, Henry Peterson, who's back directing, where damn near all black when it's over 100. <laughs> That's right. Not, not wise, Henry. Right. Okay, not wise. That, that, that don't make any sense whatsoever. That's first. Don't, don't wear all black uh, or don't wear all dark blue. Uh, that that's one of the things you do. Uh, also, uh, that's why you also you wear light clothing. If you're gonna be up there for a long time. People understand this here. They wear shorts. Not a good idea to wear shorts when you in when when you actually say out there in the heat. Those hoochie shorts that they got out from. No, these, these, first of all, let me explain something, to y'all. Any grown ass man wearing some hoochie man shorts need to be visited by hashtag Team Whip That Ass. I saw you, Dwayne Wade, on the golf course. In them hoochie man I got shorts. I got you, you got a pair of hoochie man shorts? I mean, if they're from meditating on the beach, but they, they come in handy, yes. Man. No, I didn't, I didn't say swim trunks. But they, they cut up it. They, are they swim trunks or hoochie man shorts? Well, listen, there, there is a difference, but listen, they, I mean, let the man let the man show them legs, man. It's 103 degrees outside. <laughs> What's next? We we'll gonna have some cut off Daisy Dukes. What I'm just saying. What Listen, if it keeps me from sweating in this look, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to explain to you. If you're gonna be outside for an extended period of time, it's better for you to wear some light pants because that way the heat. It's not hitting you when your heat when the heat hits your skin, it's hotter. Okay, so you wear some light pants. Okay. You also you do not wear dark clothing. That's right. When you're in the sun, and again, I ain't afraid of heat, so I play golf with some black shorts and a black shirt and a black hat. I ain't tripping. Okay, that's what you do. Also, before you go out in the heat, you need to consume. At least 32 ounces of water. That's a fact. Listen to me again to all y'all people sitting at home right now. I didn't say you go out in the heat, then after an hour you drink half a bottle. No. You consume 32 ounces at home before you then go outside because you have to hydrate your body. 
And so, and so typically when I play golf, when it's that, when it's that hot, I will put anywhere from 12 to 14 bottles of water in my golf bag and I will drink, I will drink a bottle of water every hole or every hole and a half, uh, in order to constantly stay hydrated. Get you a towel, get you a sweat towel, you all good. A bunch of y'all getting ready to go to Essence. I'm telling mm -hmm. y'all right now. Yeah. Don't be sitting here trying, and then here's the other deal. Now, I don't drink alcohol, I ain't got that problem. Alcohol and heat don't mix well <laughs> together. That's right. That's right. Because understand, I'm not trying to pick your ass up off the pavement. I ain't trying to see you throw up. I ain't trying to do all that sort of stuff. So I need all y'all out there to get y'all act together. So when we go to Essence Festival, okay, I'm going to be suited and booted. I'm going to wear some hoochie shorts. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. I'm trying to tell y'all. I'm trying to tell y'all. You come out there in them hoochie man shorts at Essence. I'm putting you on TV and all on social hey, media. Hey, big boys can wear them too. Anyway, let's, let's. No, big boys. Big boys need to keep their ass in some cargo shorts. That's right. Big boys need to learn how to wear some Sweat cargo pants. shorts. In the heat. Uh, no, don't wear sweatpants in the heat. Wear you some light pants, but keep your ass in some cargo shorts. Okay? All you big dudes, straight up. Cargo. Don't be sitting there trying to go for them tight hoochie man shorts. It's just like I can't stand them skinny suits. I can't stand them skinny suits. Versus the baggy? Huh? Versus the baggy? First of all, your pants got to have some damn cuffs. Okay. I'm right. a firm believer that the cuff should hit the door before you do. Uh. Everybody ain't got that swagger when they walk. Okay. So you can't do that. Like, I don't understand the pants that come right down to here. Mm -hmm. And you see that we, growing up, we call that flood. The one that showed the leg. The leg. We call that flood. Okay. That's what that was called. Okay. Your ass wore some pants. If you wore some pants that came up to here. Right. And they and the shoe was here. Okay. We called your ass flood. Okay, let me put legs down. I don't understand that. <laughs> what happened? You you couldn't hold that pose? No, no, no. I'm flooding. Right. I'm flooding the pants. Hold on. I am going in with this here. You were tweeting you were tweeting this here. So I need to ask you. What the hell was all this stretching stuff you were tweeting about? Stretching? Yeah. Oh man, listen. Um, I don't know. I just—it's just a way of processing, like meditation and stretching and yoga. It's just a way of processing. No, I thought, you, I thought no, yo, you had tweeted. Let me try all of a sudden talking about meditation and yoga. What? You had tweeted something about you had some injury or something. Oh, and listen. Then you, and you were stretching and you and you were like, oh my God, I ain't never experienced this. See, oh, listen, see, see you. What? Y'all don't understand. I remember everything. <laughs> you really do, because I tweeted that about six months ago. Listen, I had a busted hip. Like, I didn't even know my hip was busted. I, I did not know all my life that I didn't have functionality in my hips until I just started stretching and yoga. And then one day, I, I stretched enough for my lips, my hips to unlock. And I was like, oh, hey, hey, hey Jada. So it just kind of, you know, it was revolutionary. I didn't know I could do all that, you know? Yeah, he just said, hey, Jada. Y'all see, <laughs> see what he just did? He ain't talking about Jada Pickett Smith. Uh-uh, ain't, ain't no entanglement. Uh, okay. So, Quantum entanglement. So you, so you were sitting here, so you, were sit, so you started stretching. Yeah. And yeah. then realized the benefits of stretching. Well, no, it's like I, I couldn't, I did not know that I did not have functionality in, like, a portion of my body because I got injured when I was younger. 
and I never, I never went to the hospital. I, you know, we were talking about health care. Younger, I didn't have any insurance. I couldn't go to a doctor to get an x-ray. But, like, later on, when I started stretching and doing yoga with, uh, shout out to my homegirl, Christina, with Lilology. Like, what happened? Did it pop or something? Oh, it's a lot of popping that's been going on. Yeah, man, it's, it's revolutionary. It's, it, it, it has changed my life. I can't even lie. Like, not only in terms of flexibility, but in terms of endurance, in terms of strength, in terms of, like, peace. Like, I deal with, I mean, you do this. Like, all these crazy people we deal with. I mean, just process it and, and just let it flow out. Yeah. Okay. Well, see, I've been meaning to ask While you. I'm wearing Hoochie Mama shorts. Yeah, while you're wearing, you wearing Hoochie Man shorts. Yeah, okay. So I've been meaning to ask you that. So, yeah. Oh, uh, you don't forget nothing, don't Roland. Forget, that was six months ago. I don't forget nothing. God, dog. I thought you were going to ask me about my tweets tonight. No. Uh, <laughs> no. I knew I I said I'm going to have to ask him about stretching. I don't forget nothing. Damn. Wow. Uh-uh. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, 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 see, I see that. I see you. <laughs> I don't forget nothing either. It's, it's good to run into people who don't forget a single detail. Because you were looking like, what the hell are you asking about stretching for? It's like, like where that come from? Yes. Six months ago. <laughs> there you go. Six months ago. All Shout right. Out. Glad to have you here, folks. You we appreciate me, it. Uh, tomorrow, y'all, I'm going to be in Missouri City, Texas, for their Juneteenth celebration. Uh, June, Missouri City, basically, outside of Houston. I uh, look forward to being there. Uh, we're going to be at, uh, let me uh, tell you where we're going to be at. My Josh Allen in the chat said a lot of popping going on. Um, let me tell y'all this here. So tomorrow, uh, I'm going to be the keynote speaker at the Missouri City Juneteenth celebration at the Quail Valley City Center Golf Club. Uh, I played there before. Hell, you know what? I should play there. I do said the golf club is my brother's house in Houston. Yeah, I might do that. Uh, so that's going to be uh, tomorrow at 6 p.m. Eastern. We'll be doing the show from there tomorrow as well. Uh, and then uh, on Friday, so on Friday, I'll be traveling to the University of Michigan, uh, giving a Juneteenth speech at the University of Michigan in Ann Arbor. Uh, looking forward to that. I will be live that night, probably from the Detroit, Detroit airport. I got a 9 o'clock flight uh, back uh, to D.C. because first thing in the morning, we're going to be at the Poor People's March uh, on Saturday. And so a lot of things happening. Uh, a lot of Juneteenth activities are beginning uh, tomorrow. So we look forward to that. Uh, I want to thank the folks with the UNCF uh, for having us here at their Unite 2022 conference. We've got lots more content uh, from here that we're going to be actually showing over the next week. I did interviews with the presidents of Talladega, uh, St. Augustine's, Florida Memorial, uh, Dillard University, Johnson C. Smith, uh, and several others. And so we'll have uh, those uh, right here on Roland Martin Unfiltered on the Black Star Network. And listen, y'all tripping, all y'all YouTube people, I done told y'all. I don't know why in the hell we shouldn't be at a thousand likes right now. Uh, last I checked was 917. Uh, let me check. I'm trying to end this doggone show so we can get out of here. It don't make no sense. Mean, if this thing don't say a thousand, I'm about to cuss y'all out. Okay. Okay. Why does it say 976? I done told y'all. We've been sitting here having nearly 2,000 people on the YouTube channel, and y'all can hit the like button. And so, uh, y'all got 60 seconds, hit the doggone like button so we can get 24 doggone likes so I can get the hell out of here and hit 1,000, okay? Because we didn't hit 1,000 the other day. Y'all thought I didn't see that. Uh, yeah, so I'm blaming all y'all uh, commenting all damn day. Uh, somebody says we got 993. So, yeah, y'all done woke up. I told y'all I should have to be asking for this. Be sure to download the Black Star Network app, Apple phone, Android phone, Apple TV, Android TV, Amazon Fire TV, Xbox One, Samsung Smart TV. And, of course, we want you to support Roland Martin Unfiltered 
by joining our Bring the Funk fan club. Our goal is to get 20,000 of our fans on an annual basis to contribute at least a minimum of 50 bucks each. Now, if you have, if you can't do that, you contribute less, trust me, we accept, we take that. Folks that contribute a dollar, five dollars, ten dollars, twenty dollars, twenty-five dollars. I got people who actually give to us monthly. I've had people give to us a hundred dollars, five hundred, a thousand, five thousand, up to thirty thousand dollars. And so I appreciate every dollar that we actually get. Uh, Y'all support is uh, hugely important. Uh, and of course, in 2020, when COVID hit, uh, our fan base, y'all were tremendous, giving $672,000. Last year, y'all gave $827,000. Uh, and so that absolutely matters. So trust me, that's how we're able to do what we do, to travel, to cover the news stories. See, I need y'all to understand something. Come back to me. I need y'all to understand something. What no other black media here? Let me repeat that again. There was no other black media here. Now, you got all these black newspapers here in Atlanta. Now, if they were here, I, ain't, I, I didn't see them. And so there are events that are happening all across this country where you are not seeing black media cover. We were in uh, Los Angeles for a 30th anniversary of the Rodney King riots at the invitation of Operation Hope and John Hope Bryant. Uh, again, I didn't see uh, other black media outlets there. So there's a whole bunch of people uh, who claim to be legacy black-owned media, new black media, but it's amazing how they don't show up actually at black events to cover things. We do. On the ground, talking to people, gathering content, hearing our stories. And so that's why this matters. And so when you support us, it matters. Now, some of y'all give on YouTube, and I appreciate that. But remember, if you give to us on YouTube, we're only getting 55% uh, of what you give. And so if you give to us directly, give to us directly, we get the full 100%. If you do not see your name on our list of donors, send us an email, we'll have your name added. Uh, but again, uh, so our request is again, 50 bucks each, because again, we need to have independent uh, black owned media and we're covering our stories and we're not having to ask somebody else permission to tell our story. And so you wanna send a check or money order, you can do so. Here's the address, PO Box, PO Box 57196 of Washington, D.C., 20037-0196. Our cash app is dollar sign RM Unfiltered. PayPal is R Martin Unfiltered. Venmo is RM Unfiltered. Zale is rolling at rollingsmartin.com. Rolling at rollingmartinunfiltered.com. And trust me, Ben will tell you, I told him, you cannot be afraid to ask folk for money. Otherwise, they ain't going to send you money. I ain't got no problem asking for money. I know how to raise money. Uh, and it's all about, again, us uh, covering the issues that matter to us. And so, folks, thank you so very much for seeing y'all. I will see you tomorrow. Holla! I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo play. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more.